With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. GearNetwork.com Hi, my name is John, and I'm here to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by our store through Amazon. If you visit GearNetwork.com and click on the Amazon banner, it will take you directly to Amazon.com, and you can do all of your Amazon shopping if you want it. Amazon has it at often the greatest prices, and it can be delivered right to your front door. And when you use it, you tell Amazon that we're referring you to them for your shopping, so they kick the network back a little something-something to help out with our production costs. There legitimately is no extra cost to you, and this legitimately helps out the Gear Network when you shop through our link that's on GearNetwork.com. Click the Amazon banner, bookmark, save, and share. If you use it, please accept our thanks. If you do not use it, please consider doing so. Again, that is GearNetwork.com, and click on the Amazon banner at the top. This is a Gear Network production. Coming to you live from the Gear Network studios in suburban Rochester, New York, this is the Football Talk Weekly Podcast, starring John Cimino and Brandon Gorell with insight on fantasy football and more. Now, here's JC. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the, uh, what are we now, sixth episode here? The sixth? Yeah. Yeah. Sixth episode. Episode six of the Football Talk Weekly Podcast. How's it going? John Cimino here with you. I am joined, as always, uh, by Mr. B. Grills. What is going on? And your ears sore today. Ears and your eyes, your eyeballs. That's right. That's right. We are, we're doing the whole remote gimmick here because, uh, yeah, getting getting over a little little something something, and uh, yeah, I didn't want to infect Jenny. I didn't want you to go back to sounding like week two, Brandon. No, no, week two, Brandon was no good. <laughs> so uh, I'll try and keep this moving uh, moving along today. This might end up being uh, inadvertently a truncated episode. You never know. Uh, but with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and uh, do what we do, and that's uh, start with our Buffalo Bills rants. So, uh, how about that Bills game, Brandon? Buffalo 14, Tennessee 13. Uh, you want to talk about the snooze fest of all snooze fests. I mean, that was, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was, um, it was near unwatchable. Um, I only watched a little bit of it because I had the Packers game on, but I had, uh, you know, clicked back and forth between the two games, you know, during the day and, Mm -hmm. Uh, Buffalo just, they looked terrible. And I don't want to hear these excuses that, oh, Sammy Watkins is out and so is LaShawn McCoy. Well, you know what? Aaron Rodgers doesn't go out there missing Jordy Nelson and Eddie Lacy and go throw a bomb and lay an egg like Buffalo did this week. They were, they were awful. Um, you know, the, the only thing that saved them is the fact they were playing the Tennessee Titans. If they were playing a team that had any kind of, I don't know, abilities beyond you know one win this season... I think they probably would have, you know, moved a two and three and, and got the big L hung on them because they just, they didn't look good at all. The defense didn't even look that great. 
you know, they got a key late interception, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, after some uh, pressure from Marcel Darius, and uh, Mariota couldn't step up into that throw, and it just hung up there forever. So, I mean, Buffalo, it's a, a win is a win. You know, their fans are going to go, a win's a win, and we're 3-2, and two, and yeah, that's great. Uh, you've got a, the Cincinnati Bengals rolling in town this week. That kind of effort is not going to get it done. You've got... Tyrod Taylor that could be out this week. You can see E.J. Manuel coming back out in the field, and that's probably going to get the stomach acid going in uh, Orchard Park this week. And Yes, of you know, course. I, just, uh, of course I don't know have. what to do with this team. They, they, they're suffering through some injuries, but I, I still don't think that they have an identity. I mean, last year was a clear identity. They had They had a defense that was just ferocious, and it was just, you know, it was dominating. This year, I mean, they're good. Uh, I just don't think they're as good as they were last year on defense. And, you know, it seems like they they had weeks on offense. But, you know, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, he was he was pretty low on the totem pole again. I mean, you know, the guy had the major carries towards the end of the game and whatnot. But 10 of 17 for 109 yards against the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I, I don't understand. I mean, I would say that and also, too, percentage. I mean, Chris Hogan had one of one for four yards. So, well, not even so much that. But when you think about how how poorly he played in the first half as well, I right. mean, he he was I think he had zero completions by the two minute warning. And then by the right. time the end of the half, by the end of the first half, he had 39 yards through the air. And that's just not going to yeah. get it done. The the only saving grace for Buffalo that week was that Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are just as poor. Um, yeah. So the so. Bills have no offensive line either. I mean, they can't protect Tyrod. He's running all over the place. Um, but I mean, that run game outside of Tyrod Taylor. I mean, Taylor Taylor had seventy six yards. You know, twenty six came in on that big play for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you had Heron, Booby Dixon, Sierra Wood, Jerome Felton. Even Percy Harvin took a stab, and, and you know, they got nothing. I mean, you know, Heron was the big leader with nine carries for 28 yards. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I I'm, doesn't look like I get Carlos Williams back this week. He's still in the concussion protocol, mm-hmm. and you know, McCoy came out on the practice field, but I don't think he was doing anything really. You know, that suggests that he's going to be playing this week. I'm going to say it's a. Uh, I'm going to say it's know. an elaborate decoy. Uh, even even with yeah. uh, Tyrod Taylor say, out there practicing, I think it would be. A, I personally think it would be a big mistake if Buffalo threw Tyrod out there because of the fact yeah. that he's got that uh, sprained ACL and. They know it, right. you know. The, the the Cincinnati Bengals defense is pretty damn good. The Cincinnati Bengals team right. as a whole is pretty damn good. And when you think of, yeah. you know, they they've already they've already the NFL has already woken up to let's go Buffalo and what they're doing. Like the Bills, I mean, honestly, they are a product of their current schedule. They're beating teams they should, and they're losing to right. teams that, they, that honestly they should. I mean, they shouldn't right. have beat they. So they're going to be 500 this week. I, ta- I take that back. They should not have beat the Colts. On paper, they should. Uh, on, the on pa- look pretty poor. On paper, they shouldn't have beat the Colts. Yeah. So I guess that thwarts yeah. my theory the a bit. Colts are three and two, but I don't know why they're three and two. Well, it's because well, they played. They just played Houston. Sweet South. Exactly. So <laughs> they played Tennessee. So yeah, Buffalo played there. They'd be undefeated. So you know. Hasselbeck was slinging it around. Yeah, poor guy. Throwing up all over the place. He was very brave. All right, let's let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Last week, Brennan, you said that the uh, the Rams were your um, 
uh, I brain fart here. I don't remember exactly how you refer to them as an, an, an enigma anomaly. Or anomaly. Can't That's figure it. them out. And yeah. and so you were you were almost dare say a little bit worried as to whether or not they would actually pull it off and beat Green Bay. They did not. Uh, the Packers oh, ended up. I wasn't worried about them beating Green Bay. I, I figured they would give them a good game. Yeah, I mean, on defense. The 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 twenty four twenty four ten uh, score. I will say, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, his interception streak broken, much uh, you know, to the chagrin yeah. of of Vikings fans. We're like, yeah, he throws interceptions too now. You know, it's like whatever. Shut up, dude. But um, yeah. Rodgers was pretty sharp as usual, aside from those two interceptions. Though he did not I find mean, the two interceptions. The one was the one was a deflected pass at the line. It just went straight up in the air. The, the linebacker Lara and I just made a great play diving for it. The second one was not an interception. Uh, this is comes to another problem I have with the NFL right now. I still don't know what a catch is. Um, we can go to that in the Devonte Freeman uh, issue in Atlanta too. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy goes diving for an interception. He jumps in front of the route. He comes down. The nose of the football, like half the football, is on the ground. Comes up through his hands and into his body as he rolls over, and they give him the interception, even though everybody that was you know, calling the game, everyone was watching the game, you know, was saying, oh, that's going to be overturned, that's not an interception, and then they come back and they say the ruling on the field stands. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what is that? Because that moved more than Des Bryant's play last year, and Des Bryant was told, no, he didn't have a So I, I still don't know what the NFL is doing with this whole catch rule. Um, but, he, you know, he shouldn't have had that second interception, but thankfully Nick Foles was on the other side throwing four, four picks. No. Uh, Against that ferocious defense. Now you know when you mentioned that you 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 don't know what a uh, catch is, and then you know it kind of gets me thinking about the inconsistencies of the referees throughout the years, uh, especially this year. Really, um, they're almost yeah, they're, on, bad this year. they're almost on a strike referees level. Uh, so I guess that poses a question that I was actually going to ask you a little bit later on, but it's a good segue, I guess. Do you think the yeah, NFL should actually hire full time officials? Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, here's the problem. I think the game just moves so fast now that these guys, I mean, the guys they put out there, you know, most of them are not the most spry young dudes, um, you know, calling these plays. I mean, I see guys that are squatted in full position staring at a play, and they just it just goes right over their head. And then to boot, they'll go out there and they'll be like, hey, uh, let's go – check that on replay and then they check it on replay and they still screw it up so i i really don't know what can be done to fix the officiating it's pretty bad league-wide right now mm-hmm. um you know maybe full-time refs will do something for it but i mean what are they going to do full-time i mean they're going to work 16 games and what does they do after that you know it's not like there's another season that they can practice on well yes yes you know, and yes and season goes along all the time yes and no i mean my thought process with uh a possible full-time referee NFL position would be that in the off season you are spending your time as officials in the you know at NFL headquarters you know learning the new rule changes and things like that reviewing yeah. video reviewing videos of you know missed catches and this and that and kind of take a look at there yes but not necessarily at the at the um not necessarily uh, per the NFL. Maybe they're doing it themselves. But if the NFL is actually instituting a, uh, a a 
a coaching structure, if you will, for the their particular branded officials, I think that might right. that might offer a, a better option. There's always going to be room well, for improvement. There's always going to be, you know, that call, should he, shouldn't he, you know, is it a catch, is it not, you know, did he really deserve the flag, whatever. But the NFL would then actually have the ability to penalize uh, the refs or, or, you know, develop them their own way. I sure did. Now, I, I think that that's part of it. Um, I think the other part of it is that these guys don't ever get fired. Um, they rarely get turned over. And on top of it, I mean, most of these guys really probably don't care. I mean, there's a lot of these guys that are doctors and lawyers, and they're just retired with their with their money, and they don't really care. You know, give some poor guy this job, you know, and, and that needs this job. So he, if he screws it up, that you know, and he has the fear of losing his job, maybe it'll work a little harder. Well, well right. And, and again, that would be these guys get in there. They're kind of like tenured teachers, you know. They, 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 they're, they're teachers. They're in there for you know ten, fifteen years, and they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. until they want to. So right, right, and and that would and that we it, had replacement refs, and they were terrible too, but. Well, yes, yes, that's that's true, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the NFL could could develop in their own way, but we'll you know we'll see. It's uh, something that I heard on the sports talk radio earlier today. So, um, okay. so you know, well, sports talk. Yes, yes, the sports talk radio, as I like to call it. But all right, we will go ahead, cue the wonderful music. So, uh, booming radio voice. Although I don't seem to see that there's going. Oh. I don't seem to see there's going to be an issue here with. Uh, Google Hangouts, they're playing friendly with us today. So, let's go through Week Five score here. The Thursday night, uh, the Thursday night game, Indianapolis and Houston. You had Indianapolis, I had Houston. You won. Snooze fest. That's right. 27-20, Most of that coming towards the end of the game. I won because I got a good night's sleep. <laughs> there you go. Tampa Bay thirty-eight over Jacksonville thirty-one. Cincinnati improves to five and zero in in a really good game that went into overtime. Of course, twenty-seven twenty-four. Over Seattle, as we alluded to earlier, Buffalo fourteen. They really showed their moxie in that game. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. I mean, they were down seventeen points. They were in Seattle. It's or at home. I mean, sorry, against mm-hmm. Seattle. It's not an easy game, and it's not an easy comeback. No, it was impressive. Definitely not. Uh, as we already alluded to, Buffalo fourteen, Tennessee thirteen, uh, Chicago eighteen, Kansas City seventeen. Big story out of there, Jamal yeah, Charles. Yeah, again. Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles out for the season. Yeah. So I will get uh, rough. with uh, with Stardom Sidham, who you should pick him up. I got uh, I got two guys for you that uh, you should pick up after Jamal Charles, which I tried to and and I failed. Smoking Jay, twelve points in the fourth quarter. He's becoming the clutch man. Uh, until he's not, but yes, yes, that's yeah. that's. Until he plays Green Bay. Right, right. Green must be kryptonite for him. Atlanta 25, Washington 19. Atlanta improves again. Atlanta improves to 5 and 0. Uh Philadelphia, they're waking up it seems. 39-17 yeah. over New Orleans. Is uh is Chip Kelly starting to look uh, like the genius? Orleans on the road. No, he's not. Um and he'll show it again this week against the New York Giants. <laughs> All right, very good. I don't think they're gonna beat the Giants. Green Bay twenty four, St. Louis ten, Green Bay improves to five and zero. Oh. Cleveland thirty three. Cleveland. Let's talk about this wow. one for a bit. Beating the beating the former Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, thirty three thirty behind the powerful 
strikingly amazing arm of Josh McCown. 36 for 50, 36 of 51, 457 yards, two touchdowns. ESPN standard scoring has him at the highest uh, player of the week, 35 points. This is the third game he's thrown for over 300 yards. First Browns quarterback to do that, I think, I don't know, in, in like forever. Um, yep. Are, what what, <laughs> I, what do you I make of these Browns? Responsibility for this. Uh, I want to take per- personal responsibility for it. First, I want to say, Josh, thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> um, I know you're a big fan. And you heard me talking about you, and you were going to get benched if you blew it this week. And... You know, two weeks in a row I said it, and look at that. You come out with, with big games in both of them. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say it again. You're probably not going to get benched this time, though. So here comes where he goes out and he lays an egg, and everyone's going to start chanting for John Manziel again. Well, he's got a t- I can't believe it. I mean, uh, he's got a tough task in the Denver Broncos defense, uh, yeah, which, you know, enough. which, and, and, you know, Denver's defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips. Honest to God, I mean, whatever defense he touches turns to gold. It really, it honestly, really does. Look, look at what he did. You know, look at what he did with Dallas and and Houston, and uh, you know, even even as the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, he's the fourth, uh, yeah. fourth on the list of all time winning Bills coaches, which is kind of weird, but to say, but you know, oh. <laughs> good old, good, yes, yes, good old Wade Phillips. Looks like he wants to hug everyone. Yes, is everybody's grandpa, man. All right. Yes. Arizona. Grandpa. Arizona forty-two. Detroit seventeen. Matt Stafford benched. Yep. Is that the end of the Matt yeah, Stafford era? Turning on him and is, is uh, it, no, not even close. You don't that's, think so? That's silly. All right. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, they would lose their coach before they lose that guy quarterback. Okay. All he right. played a pretty good game against Seattle. If it if Kelvin Johnson doesn't drop a ball at goal line, getting fumbled. You know, or the ref doesn't do or does his job. I mean, we were talking about a different Matt Stafford this week, but okay, Lion fans, are, you know, they're getting nervous because they see zero and five up there, and they know, uh, you know, what happened last time they started zero and five. Oh yes, I remember. We we celebrated week seventeen. Oh, we did. I, I remember it was that. Great. It was it was the dream come true. We had been talking about it for years. We wanted to see it, it. Was. and not only did we get to see it, but we saw it in reverse. <laughs> we saw it in, at the expense. Of a, of a division rival. So, um, Denver 16, Oakland 10 behind the Denver Bronco uh, defense, not by Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, he's... Two picks. He's really, he's really, he's really looking his age. It's kind of sad to see. Speaking of old, Charles Woodson picked him off twice. I know. It's the first two times. Oh, it's, it's the first... Four years old, still doing it. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And you know what? I, I, I was actually thinking about this to myself is that Frank Gore and Charles Woodson are going to have a hell of, you know, hell of, hell of a stories to share with one another when they are the last two people on this earth because they're yeah. so old, but yet it, it doesn't matter to them. They still, they still do their thing. It's crazy. So new England 30, they improved to four and zero actually. And, shocker. And uh, over Dallas, six, Brandon Whedon getting benched. Matt Castle will be your starting quarterback for the Cowboys next week. Coming off their bye, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that's that's going to be interesting to look out for. Um, not necessarily, you know what, and I say this, I am not a Patriots fan under 
any circumstances. I'm not a Patriots fan. However, I did find news to me. (laughs) I did find myself rooting for them in this game against Dallas (laughs) because of the plain and simple fact that Greg Hardy's a scumbag and the, the, the very distasteful comments that he had, not only about Tom Brady, but you know, which is one thing, but he started getting, you know, he started making comments about Brady's wife and Brady's sister-in-law and, this is the right. guy coming back, his first game back from being suspended for a domestic violence thing. And what's the first thing he does? Is is he drops that fat fat rap uh, album that he had. Yeah. It, so uh, so I was hoping that New England would uh, would really put the hurt on 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 Greg Hardy and the and the Cowboys defense. And uh, well, I got my few, wish. There. Uh, a few shots on Brady, but he did. But you know, you know end result. Half they got after him, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, Brandon Whedon at quarterback. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. You have to do better than that. New York thirty, San Francisco twenty-seven. A thriller in Manila, song in Hong Kong, if you will. Colin Kaepernick looked like a quarterback again. It was kind of weird. If but for one night, and finally your well, month is more for like one quarter. Yeah. And finally, your Monday night game, Pittsburgh over San Diego, 24-20. to Antonio Gates, his first game back after a four-game suspension, he had himself a pretty good day, didn't he? I know I was happy that I drafted yeah. him and let him sit there. Yeah. Uh, the the, uh, the lines of your fantasy league. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, nine receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good first game back. All right, so what we'll do after after uh, going through all those scores there, we're going to take a quick commercial break so I can breathe. And then, we'll, and then when we come back, we'll talk Startup Sidham real quick and then what we are looking forward to this weekend as per the norm. This is Football Talk Weekly right here on the Gear Radio Network. Well, gang, it's October, and you know what that means. Cooler air, falling leaves, and, of course, Halloween. Right now, our Amazon Halloween store has everything you need for the adult, child, or even the pet in your life. Everything from costumes to candy, bags to accessories, and more is available through us, and you can have it delivered right to your front door just in time for that faithful Saturday in October. And right now, save 20% on select Halloween costumes and have your items delivered with free two-day shipping when you sign up for your free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime. Go to GearNetwork.com slash holiday and click the banner. It will take you directly to our Halloween store, and you can take advantage of all the savings, including daily lightning deals that take place directly on that page. And of course, with every purchase, you support this network and all of our podcasts. So again... GearNetwork.com. Click on the Gear Holiday Store up on the top banner there and go ahead and shop away and save, save, save and help us along the way. Happy Halloween from all your friends here at the Gear Radio Network. (laughs) 
Don. How's it going? Living the dream. I'm actually just getting ready to do this commercial. Oh, you mean the commercial where I tell our listeners to tune into Gear Network every week to listen to our show, Get Ready America, that one? Uh, yeah, John, that's the one. They can also listen to us talk about news, sports, whatever's on our minds, that... And a little of what's on our listeners' minds, but they're just too nice to say it. Well, that, Don, is a real humdinger. A humdinger. Come join us this and every week for Get Ready America exclusively on the Gear Radio Network. And the Gear Network app. Ladies and gentlemen. I am Ryan Wolf. It's Mr. Perez. And I have a question for you, Perez. What's your question? Do you like to listen to people talk about sports? No. Of course I like sports and listening to people talk about sports. Well, guess what? I have the perfect solution for you. you. solution for me? There's a podcast on this very network. This network? Every single week you can hear it. Really? New content. Latest and breaking news. Uh, We talk about uh, baseball, football, hockey, basketball, soccer, UFC, whatever you want to talk about. So sports in general. They talk about sports in general. You got it. I like it. You know the dictionary. I like it. Very proud of you. Thank you. I must say, tune in. We are better alive than dead. You're not. Every single week. You're not going to want to miss it exclusively here on the Gear Radio Network. All right, start him, sit him, Brandon. Now, instead of yeah. saying, in, instead of obviously, obviously the big the big news as far as running backs are concerned, Jamal Charles injured out for the season. Um, so obviously, you're going to want to sit him. Uh, right. <laughs> That's a no brainer. Now now the two the two Keep names that on your bench too. the two names out of buy and injured. Yes. The uh, the two names that pop up, um, and this is uh, and this is kinda gonna be a tricky situation, especially this first week. Uh, Charkhandrick West and Jamal Charles. Or not Jamal Charles, rather, uh, Niall Davis, who is uh, Jamal Charles's longtime backup. Niall Davis actually slipped down to the number three spot in the running back depth chart. Chuck Hendrick West emerged uh, as the number two, uh, the clear-cut favorite as far as Andy Reid is concerned. However, they're probably going to do a running back by committee, is is what the stories seem to be saying. Yeah, uh, I smart money. Stay away from those guys. Well, smart money. If you're going to go with any one of those guys, uh, they are saying to bet the farm. On Charkhandrick West. So if you are in a fantasy football league that does free agent waiver budget, like I'm in one of them, one of the six leagues that I'm in, uh, we have a free agent waiver budget. Uh, the experts predicted or suggested, it, you know, usually it's a hundred dollars for the waiver budget. Uh, put as much down as you can to get uh, Charkhandrick West. I took the cheap route. I went thirty dollars down. Somebody else put sixty-five dollars down. They're really putting their stock on the Charkhandrick West. Uh, uh, okay. It, you know, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be yeah, worth that. Mother. I don't know that he's going to be worth that. But if you can't get Charkhandrick West, pick up Nile Davis because he's sure to get some, uh, some carries and stuff too. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's tough to say. You know, I mean, they're not. Not a very good team right now. They've been snake bitten. I think they're a little down on themselves. Um, you know, the Chiefs are having a tough season. They they had a lot of promise. They look like a good team. They had some really tough losses, and now they're going to go ahead against Minnesota. And that's just uh, that's a bad deal all around. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing like I'm on the ocean. Yeah, I don't. I, um, I hear you just fine. 
Yeah, I got feedback there. Um, what about now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, no, I don't hear it now. Um, I would say if if he's available, a good get would be James Starks. Um, the guy has been he's been splitting, basically splitting carries with Eddie Lacy each week. Eddie Lacy has not been getting the touches that he normally gets. I think they're trying to keep him fresh and keep him healthy for you know, the winter months when they really need to grind stuff out. Um, so, I mean, if James Starks is available, I would go with him, mm-hmm. you know, to replace your Jamal Charles, even maybe if you have to make a trade, you know, a low-level player or whatever. To get. Um, I think that would be a good bet. He's getting a lot of carries, and he's doing he's doing stuff with his carries. So um, I would go with him or... You know, there there's there's some other guys out there that are not as popular that are Williams. Right. You know, he he was popular early in the season, but a lot of guys dropped him once Le'Veon Bell came back. Right. You know, you can grab one of the Cincinnati backs because it seems that they are splitting carries between Bernard and um oh man, his name is escaping me right now. Uh Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill. Um mm-hmm. yeah, those guys are splitting carries, so you know, if he's gotta kinda you're gonna to have to kind of garbage heap to try to find a running back. Right. Um, there's a lot of them out there. There, you know, there not is. a lot of guys are clamoring for Bishop Sankey, but you know he's <laughs> what they got right now. Right, and, right. And and if you're going even deeper, if you're talking 12 and 14 team leagues, uh, Javorius Allen of the Baltimore Ravens. Even though Justin Forsett's yeah. been pretty solid the past couple weeks, he has had an ankle injury and it's kept him off the it kept him off the field with the overtime period. Um, you know, for what it's worth. Against uh, against the Browns, week five in overtime, he had eight carries for fifty eight yards, including a forty four yard. Um, if Justin Forsett can't play in week six, Javarius Allen Allen might not be uh, that bad of a pickup to put in your flex spot. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Ty Montgomery. If you haven't picked him up yet, uh, he was heavily involved in week five. He might be heavily week uh, week six as well because it uh, it doesn't look like Adams is coming back yet. He was very limited in practice, and he said he's feeling better, but it's not where it should be. So could be sitting another week to uh, have the luxury of doing that. Um, yes, they do. You know, with the the depth to have a receiver. Absolutely, and the fact that they're playing the Chargers at home this week. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. And Chargers defense is not not really stellar, if you. Oh, excuse me. I was no. about, I was about to burp. I was about to have an outtake That's actually on air. Right. <laughs> All right. So, done it. Uh, it. <laughs> All right. So, let, moving on to the Thursday night game, which will be later on today when you listen to this. Uh, Atlanta and New Orleans. Brandon, who you got? Do I even need to ask? Uh, I would say the Falcons, but. Something about New Orleans on a primetime game in the Dome, mm-hmm. you never know what can happen. Drew Brees, Drew Brees, uh, Bees. Yeah, Bees! I was say, he's, he's pissed off right now. Uh, he did not look happy after last week. He did not sound very happy in his post-game mm-hmm. uh, interview. The Falcons they had a, a struggle last week. They're a little banged up with Julio Jones and the ankle injury and... You know, uh, they had a tough week against uh, Washington last week, um, but they pulled it out at home. They're going to the, the Superdome. Superdome's tough to play in, man. They were not a very good team last year, and Green Bay came in there, and Green Bay got hammered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. It could go, 
the smart money says the Falcons, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints win that game. I mean, it's only a three and a half point spread for Atlanta. Um, you know, they're they're favored by three and a half. That's not really a huge spread when you're talking to five and O team versus one and four team. Right, right. I think at home that's that's where they play their best and you know Spiller is getting more involved in the offense. Um, you know, we'll see. But smart money says the Falcons, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints win. Okay, but okay, so what 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 is you what are you saying? What are you saying is your pick? I'm gonna say the Saints Here win. You go, the Saints. I'm gonna call I'm pulling the upset. Okay. Screw it. I'm gonna say I'm not being graded. I'm gonna say not so fast. <laughs> I was waiting for it. That's right. I got, think that's why I picked the Saints. Got to do it every week. Uh, Atlanta five and zero. They do even though even though Julio Jones is is hampered with injury. You got Leonard Hankerson. Um, Roddy White has pledged his allegiance, if you will. Um, and while that means nothing, Devontae Freeman is uh, no. quite. Honestly, he's he's been a beast. So uh, Atlanta is also as well a dome team. So I don't think that yeah, the noise. I Leonard last week. I I, I Leonard because I, I put him on my Fanduel team. He got one point eight points. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, he didn't get me anything either. <laughs> but uh, but neither but either either way, you know, I made more points than him. The the Superdome is a tough place to play, especially if you are a team that does not regularly play indoors. Um, because of the sound, you know, it's it's just loud and everything. Atlanta plays indoors, so I don't think that the sound of the, the, the toughness of the Superdome is going to bother them at all. I've got Atlanta over New Orleans, although I think it will be closer than everybody believe than everybody may say. People may look and go five and zero oh versus one and one and four, or whatever, and be like, "Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta going to beat them." And I, I don't, I don't think it's going to. That voice always comes out for dumb fan reviews. <laughs> so it's pretty hilarious. I can't help it, man. But uh, the bucks of the bowl, man. I think that was what set the precedence back in uh, oh, what was that? <laughs> 2002, I believe, was when I was when I experienced that gem. But um, but yeah, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna be. I would think it would be because of the 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 teams involved. Re- pretty high scoring. I'll say 31-28 Atlanta. That's what I right. say. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with that. So. All right, and what else do we have here? What do we normally do? We normally say what what are we looking forward to as far as this weekend goes? Brandon, uh, your team, Green Bay, San Diego. Does Green Bay uh, continue the unbeaten streak? Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put that one down. Okay, all right. I've got Green Bay over San. I've got Green Bay over San Diego as well. Um, I don't necessarily have it as a runaway game, but it's not going to be a close one either. So. Uh, Washington visits the New York Football Jets. Those three and one New York Football Jets. What? As Boomer would say. Who you got there? Uh, I got the Jets at home. Um, the Skins will give them a tough game, but I, I got the Jets at home, especially coming off the bye. Skins had a tough loss last week, and Kirk Cousins just cannot stop throwing the ball to the other team. He's probably going to do it at least three times this game, too. I wouldn't be surprised. The, People in DC bars are going to be very happy that they're going to get their their free shots every time he throws a pick. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yes, I do remember that. But I mean, the Jets, the, the Jets defense is is a beast. Uh, they have yet they they may have been challenged a few times, but they've pretty much been very dominant and uh, and and very difficult for offenses to figure out. So. I don't think I don't think, and again, I'm not speaking as a homer here. I'm speaking 
I the the Jets defense is way better than the Washington offense, and the Jets offense is serviceable enough, especially if you get if you get the if, if you get it in the hands of Chris Ivory. Uh, you you definitely have a chance if uh, as long as Fitzpatrick doesn't remember he's Fitzpatrick and throw seven interceptions, uh, we'll be good. So, but I've got the Jets over over uh, over Washington and Cincinnati and Buffalo. Here we go. You know you that three and a half point spread you talk about Atlanta and New Orleans. Yeah. That's actually the the the, yeah. the spread there as well. Cincinnati, Buffalo, I think that's generous. Who you got, Brandon? I think that's very generous. I think the Bengals are going to go in there and tan their hide. I'm, I, I just don't see them losing this game, uh, especially if it's going to be EJ Manuel, a quarterback. They mm-hmm. still are not going to have any running game. Their offensive line stinks. Um, you know, the defense will keep them in the game, but I don't see Buffalo putting any points up. I mean, you know, Tennessee's not a good defense. They got, uh, you know, a late touchdown to win that game. Bengals have a good defense. I just I just don't see it happening. Sorry, Buffalo. You're going to three and three. Welcome to the five hundred club. You're gonna be one and three at home. That's rough. Rex Ryan is very familiar with that. Yeah, that's supposed to be like, you know, the place. I mean you go into Ralph Wilson Stadium and that's uh that's supposed to be a real tough loss, but teams are about to you know, make them one and three and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be you know, that's that's half your uh, home schedule. You're you're two games under 500. Right. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna put it like this. Orchard Park. You've got the the wonderful fan videos that always come in, courtesy of Black Adam Schefter. <laughs> Atmosphere is great. They are ahead of the curve right now. They are. They are. Brandon. They are three and two right now, headed in there. They get a chance to redeem themselves. You know, the last time a good team came in there was the New England Patriots. They got they got steamrolled. They don't want to have this. Their pride's going to be on the line. One Buffalo, not so fast. Cincinnati, I think the- Cincinnati over Buffalo. Well done, well done, sir. You had us all thinking. Gonna pick the bills. <laughs> that's, that's what we're well going done. for. That's what that's that. what I, that's what I was going for. Sorry, Buffalo. Again, I've been, I have been. I have the tailgating party, but. That's about as far as I go. I joked around with a few people, with a few uh, Bills fans on the Book of Faces last week, where I said that I'm going to remain, I'm, that I'm going to happily remain a Jets fan, but uh, I wouldn't mind partying with Bills fans because <laughs> you see that RKO through the table. No, uh, there was a video. There's been a lot of RKOs going on over there. There's the guy I... that KO'd himself trying to RKO the Brady dummy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like there were, there was, there was a camera that was just showing like people that were like, I don't know, they were playing a game or whatever, playing horseshoes or something. And next thing you know, out of nowhere, you see some guy RKOing somebody through a table. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, those Bills fans, I'll tell you. Yeah. All right. So uh, Brandon, how about uh, I know you? You and I talked during the Notre Dame football game. And Notre yes, Dame, Notre Dame was kind of uh, not doing so well against Navy at the time we talked, and you were like, "Yeah, you know, after after uh, after the quarterback went down, season's kind of been rough. They lost, they lost their first game. They're not going to have the right. unbeaten season. Then they turned around, and then they had all sorts of fun, and they ended up beating yeah. Navy. Yeah, they did. So I got to ask, uh, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the Irish's chances? 
7.30 on NBC this week against the the uh, against USC, the coachless USC, USC Trojans. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win that game. Uh, USC is a mess. Um, I don't see anything happening with this game. Uh, Notre Dame they played uninspired football in that first half, but you know, you know this always runs against them. I mean, Navy's quarterback had one passing attempt the first half. Um, you know, I think they got smart to it in the second half and just kind of stacked the box and said, okay, why don't you throw? And they didn't. So Notre Dame just kind of took over the game. But this game, I, I don't see much going on with this one either. I mean, this was, you know, a few weeks back looking like, okay, here's the other ranked opponent that, you know, Notre Dame is going to play against. And then just all hell broke loose. Again. Yeah. Coaches coming in drunk and you know, having serious <laughs> issues and getting fired. Yeah. Told to, told to go on leave, and they're like, you know what? On second thought, why don't you just get the hell out of here? <laughs> Pretty much. But we want you. We want to support you. I mean, that was the biggest pile of garbage ever. Yes, yes, indeed. Deshaun Kaiser, the we'll uh, support you, but not. Yes, exactly. Deshaun Kaiser not playing too bad, being that he was kind of thrust in. He was thrust into the position. There's no kind of about it. Um, his season stats: eighty-five for a hundred and. 85 of 129 for 1,143 yards, eight touchdowns to four interceptions. Opposing him, of course, USC's Cody Kessler, 105 completions out of 151 attempts, 1,453 for yards, 15 touchdowns, three interceptions. Not not bad statistic-wise for him, but again, USC's a mess. So uh, Notre Dame, cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. I agree, sir. All, all right. So and then before we go ahead, let me give some love like I do every week. Rush Henrietta Jr. Royal Comets, they uh, they won again last week. They won loss on the season, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is their last home game before the playoffs, which they've qualified for. So uh, playoffs, that, yes, that's right. So uh, big big ups to uh, my stepsons Matthew and Marcus on the Rush Henrietta Jr. Comets B squad. Let's uh, uh, you know they're doing pretty good. They did very well. Matt got himself a couple tackles uh, a couple of weeks ago, so he, uh, not not this week, but he was in there. He's playing hard, and, you know, as a parent, that's something you like to see. Yeah, let me know when he ends somebody's career. That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there and just tear some kids' ACL. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no they, play, they play nice, although some of, the, some of the other parents that actually attend there. And it's funny, Dawn mentioned, uh, was talking about this on Get Ready America, last week's Get Ready America, where she was saying, um, and, it, and it holds true, that you would think that the super, like, nut fans of there would be like, you know, like that guy from uh, from South Park, the episode. I think it was. I think it was the baseball. Player. Here you go, Denver. Yeah, Bat Dad. That's it. Um, you would think you would have I'm a bunch. Bat Dad. <laughs> you would think you'd have a bunch of Bat Dads there, but instead, no. It's been all the mothers there. All like the moms there. Are like, oh, the moms in football are the worst. They are the absolute worst. There, come up, get out my baby. <laughs> Shut up, Lacuna. Sit down. Your kid's not going to the NFL, and you're still gonna be poor. <laughs> Football mom. I've got nothing. I've got nothing for I that. I saw it. I saw it. I, I went to my niece's cheerleading last year. She's uh-huh. five. Okay. At the time, these kids are playing flag football, and these moms are screaming and hooting and hollering. I'm like, 
They aren't even playing real football. They're running around with flags dragging from them. Somebody gets a ball and then runs the length of the field because he's the fastest guy ever, and, and he just makes one move. Oh, the guy missed the flag. He's gone. <laughs> and these, these people are screaming their heads off. I'm like, what are you screaming at, lady? This is boring. Yeah. Get out of my face with that. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Listen, college. listen. I got heckled by a lady uh, in the first game of the of the Junior Comet season. I was actually announcing that game, and they were not winning. And the lady was heckling me every single time I told the score. And, you know, me and my professional wrestling background, it took everything in my yeah. power not to turn around and RKO her. Oh, you didn't want to rub it in her face. <laughs> oh, God. Gotta love kid sports. Scoreboard. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna exit shop here. So uh, this is the uh, end of the sixth episode of Football Talk Weekly. We have made it. I have made it through surprisingly. Uh, Brandon, you sounded very stellar. So thank you for carrying the podcast this week. Oh, thank you very much, sir. I will try to avoid being week two, Brandon. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm gonna start working from home next week, so I won't be around any hacking co- co-workers like oh, I've been all week. Oh, good. Yeah, rub, rub that one in. Hard. Rub that one in, why don't you? Um, I will. All right. And the executive producer is just looking at me right now because I think she's interpreting something uh, <laughs> the wrong way there when I said rub that in. And, uh, you can it's guess. the lotion on the skin. You have such a dirty mind, Dawn. You know that? <laughs> Did you tell her I was home? What's that? Did you tell her I was home? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't tell. I didn't tell her. She just looked at me. She's just staring at me right now. But no, uh, I was talking about from earlier. When I texted you, I said I was home, dog, and it auto corrected me that I'm home, dog. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I didn't tell her about that, but I, I, I will I'll tell her. I forget. Yes, I forgot about that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell her about that because that is pretty funny. But uh, I'm right. pretty worried. <laughs> All right, this is a copyrighted podcast of the Gear Radio Network, any rebroadcast or reproduction without the express written permission of the Gear Radio Network or that screaming, heckling mom from the Rush Henrietta Junior Royal Comets is strictly prohibited. Uh, Brandon, as always, my man, thank you. Uh, let's, let's do this again from the studio next week. Yeah, let's do that. Keep the flag to yourself. Yes, I, I, I will do that. And so, uh, good day to you, sir. And good night to you, sir. All right, so long, everybody. Good night now. Remember to see more National Football League action next week. The preceding presentation has been brought to you by the Gear Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.